TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic Show on the TalkZone.com. Thank you for joining us. An absolutely nasty, nasty day uh, Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago. The Big Dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Big Dog right now, my computer, uh, both computers here in the very, normally very nice studios of the TalkZone.com. Both of them not functioning properly. I feel like Lou Piniella managing these Chicago Cubs. I can't get my Twitter I can't get my Facebook, can't get my AOL. I got no weapons. I can't manage the game. How are you, Big Dog? Uh, I'm doing a lot better than you because right now I just have the the manual uh, computer board. Right now, one of my, my my Mexican roommate he's taking care of all that stuff for me right now. So <laughs> I guess uh, sometimes you can't really trust technology. Well, luckily I can trust manual computer board. Yes, Emmanuel Computer, one of our fine uh, production assistants here on the TalkZone.com show. You know the. We kids sometimes in our old radio show, the manual computer board, the dry erase board with that yeah. magic marker. I don't know if you've used those before or not, but they're with all the technology. We'll get to sports in just a second here. But with all the unbelievable amount of technology, just taught my son a, a brand new uh, cell phone, the backflip, I think it's called. You know, he's all excited because he's on the droid connection. I have no idea what the droid is. The back oh, wait, He has the droid? Oh, i got to talk about that later when you're Is it the talking. droid or the druid? I have no idea what he's even the talking about. What's wrong with Huh? <laughs> droid or druid? It's the droid. The droid. Okay, you sure it's not? It could be druid. No, that would be spelled D-R-U-I-D. I know how it's droid. spelled, but it could be. I'm not sure what the actual term is, but I will. But uh, I am. I'll get into that later. Okay. But okay. the point I was trying to make, with all the brilliant technology, there's something still very beautiful. I don't know if you've used it of late about the good old-fashioned dry erase board. You use one of those dry erase markers, and then you wipe it off with a cloth, or even you better yet, using your finger, and you got that you know powdered magic marker dust on your finger. Sometimes going back to the basics, big dog, is the way to go. Oh, it Boring. Is better in sex, coach. <laughs> huh? That, that dry, it's better in sex that dry erase board. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but if you put the two of them together, I don't want to get into the gory details, but um, not yeah, a bad time. I've used it, by the way. I have, so you have. move on okay. to the next subject. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, obviously. I, you... I actually, I'm, I'm still old school in my beliefs, but I'm young enough that my whole football career was under a dry erase board. I never was old enough to be chalk in the chalkboard. <laughs> That's one of, one of the main reasons I went into teaching is I was always fascinated by the chalkboard. And that's not actually a joke. That's for real. Something about writing on the chalkboard always fascinated me. I, I don't want to get you too excited, Coach, but, like, the whole wall in my office is one giant dry erase really? board. Really? I don't know if you ever noticed that. Oh, you yeah, have a yeah. giant dry erase board? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to spend more time in your office. Yeah. Do you yeah, have multicolored magic markers? I do. You just put I his the... back on it and erase it like that. <laughs> Big dog, I'm an easy man to please. To Obviously, Coach. Enjoy life simply. It's one of the uh, beautiful things uh, that we can do with life. It's a, it's a rainy day. It's absolutely miserable. Hopefully you're uh, inside in the comfort of your own home. You and Manuel just kind of uh, 
cozying up to each other, maybe going to watch some sports. Um, what's on your viewing docket for today? Well, I have, well, obviously, Game 6 in uh, Vancouver yes. is the only thing that I'm concerned about all day in terms of viewing. Uh, I'm sure I'll probably turn the Cub game on. And if there's a, I don't know if there's a basketball game on because they take seven and a half weeks in between games, so <laughs> I, I kind of lose track of of the NBA t- playoff tournament. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but what I'm, what I'm going to be doing all day, because after I get done working out with uh, with Russell, my Asian roommate, is I'm going to go back to start writing more trivia questions. Coach, your son has the droid. Make sure he downloads Joel's trivia. Okay. I wrote my own app. Did you, I, I think I told you this, but I know I have to tell you stuff seven times before it sinks No, I, I remember that. You now have your own uh, little trivia thing going on. You have to have an app little, for it. Huh? Little. Well. Little. Coach, come on. Give me a break. Say huge or something. Make it sound like, how like does, grandiose or something. <laughs> how does one get a? Uh, you know, how do you how do you get an app onto his phone? What do you have to do? Well, as long as you have a Droid phone. If you have a Druid, basically it comes out like in stone carvings, and you need a chisel and you hammer <laughs> out the questions. It's not as much fun. Okay. But if you have a Droid phone, uh-huh. you just run a search. Joel's. If you just put Joel in there, it'll pop in. But you know, Joel's trivia, and then all my trivia apps will start coming in. Okay. And please do it because I get paid for one, hopefully. Oh, so everybody that signs up for an app, you get paid for it. Well, because we sell trivia. I mean, we sell advertising off of it and stuff uh-huh. like that. So okay. the more people who download it, so everybody out there in TalkZone.com land, please mm-hmm. download. If you have a Droid, tell your friends download uh, Joel's trivia. Okay. See, ya. there you go. Prior to this weekend, I had no idea what a Droid is, but I'm learning more and more. All the time, if it can benefit you, my friend, I will uh, make every attempt to do so. It's basically a Motorola phone coach that does pretty much everything. And as soon as I have uh, the cash, I like, I got to pay back a few people. And as soon as that's all done, I'm buying one so I can actually download my own app. Coach, mm-hmm. you can watch MLB.com. On there. You can watch baseball games from your phone. On the phone. Oh, I, I, you See, have I'm, no idea how excited I am about this. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That might be... Uh... Too easy. That might be under the category of too much information. I'm not sure I like that. No. What's wrong with you? Okay. Huh? I, you, you've already went to the technology of dry erase board. Why can't you go to the technology of being able to watch? Well, it's just, your- you know, I mean, we already got like 312 channels at home now, and you can get, you know, almost every TV show now on the Internet, too. And now you're telling me as we're walking around and our teenage kids are walking around on the cell phone. You can plug into television and programs too. It's uh, you know, over information well, for, for somebody who spends three hours a day on a train. Yep, I, I would. It's that's really because especially when I need to talk about the Chicago Cubs or mm-hmm. the Chicago White Sox, even though I don't think anybody really wants to talk about those stupid particular ball clubs right now. It's nice to be able to at least watch them so I can talk educatedly about them and not just well, guess. Oh, the Cubs lost four to two last night. Oh, they suck. Castro made three errors. Oh, and he must be horrible. You know, it, it, it's, it's not as in-depth in as being able to actually break it down and say, yeah. I actually watched the game. You're right, but I'm going to throw out the counter-Druid philosophy, if you will, and anybody that wants to chime into this conversation, by the way, I have no idea why you would. Not even sure, quite frankly, what we're talking about, but our phone lines are open. You want to get us back on the sports track and ask the big dog and coach a sports question? No, we can do that at 888-463-6748. Questions, comments, we'll take them throughout the hour. TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic. But big dog, this is a perfect example. You're on, what did you say, on the train three hours a day? Yeah, hour and a half. that. Hour and a half down, hour and a half back. Talk to people. You've got one of those personalities that can draw people in. You can uh, you can help publicize the show. Tell them who you work for. Talk some sports. Get a little conversation started. Remember, 
There are no such things as strangers, just friends you haven't met. Uh, Coach, people don't talk on the train, okay? Well, they should. That's because they're playing I, I with their apps. I don't talk on the train either. I met this. I met this one woman on the train. Next thing I know, she started calling me like five times a day. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, no, I'm I'm afraid to. No, you know what? If I sat next to you like four or five times, you know, did the nod the first day, a hello the second, a how you doing the third, mm-hmm. maybe I'll start a conversation on the fifth or sixth day. But I've 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 been burnt way too many times on the train by absolute well. freaks. Okay. Here's a uh, hint I could throw out to you. Don't give out your phone number. Just talk to people. You don't have to give out your uh, website, your Facebook, your Twitter account, and your phone number, let alone I hope you're you're not playing with your apps. Well, Coach, I, I try to play with my apps as much as I possibly can. Well, that's yeah, part it's pretty of... funny because, you know, I, I, the other day people were asking me questions off of it. I didn't even know the answer. <laughs> I got a couple wrong. They were like, what's wrong with you? Your, your specialty is throwing out the questions, not necessarily knowing the answers, huh? Yeah, well, I only missed one of them, but still, there, I got a, a pretty hard time from them over. Uh, it was pretty fun. All right, well, please put a, put a, stop playing with your apps, put away the technology, and just for a brief moment in time, on occasion, talk to people. You have the gift of gab. I, I would do. hate to see technology swallow up your wonderful gift of gab. I absolutely do, but the train is not the place for it. Okay, it is not. People people want to be left alone. They want okay. to read. They don't want. They don't want to hear somebody else's conversation next to you. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's one of the most annoying things. Okay. I'd rather just be left alone and read for an hour and a half than mm-hmm. have to listen to somebody's. Uh, oh yeah, I've got three children. Oh yeah, they're all beautiful. <laughs> they, yeah, right. I'm sure all the three most beautiful kids in the world happen to be yours. You yeah. know. So. All right, I'll take your word for it. Big dog and a coach. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. Let's talk some sports. You said on your. Uh, Viewing microcosm tonight. I don't know if it's going to be on your cell phone, your computer, your TV. No, but you're I'm going to have be my ass in front of a television, Coach. There you go. Game six. Hopefully, you got it in high definition. Big dog. Vancouver and the Blackhawk at Vancouver. Momentum has taken a turn in a hurry. What do you think happens tonight? No, I, I, I think momentum is teeter tottering right now. I, I really think you know Vancouver's still skating for their lives. Uh, but I, I really, really, really like the Blackhawks in this game, Coach. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident with it. And then even if to say even if you know momentum really swings and all of a sudden it comes back to the UC, they still have to come back to the UC. But I don't think that's helped so far because what through five games the home team is what one and four. Really weird. The only home win so far was game two when the Hawks rebounded from absolutely getting annihilated in game one. We brought that up on yesterday's show, Big Dog. Very odd. I don't know if it's typical. I do know it's not typical. Uh, but here in the NHL, not just Chicago and Vancouver, but throughout the playoffs. The road team is actually won more games than the home team. So the whole thing about winning games during the regular season, so you get the home ice advantage. So far, not holding serve in the uh, NHL playoffs. I've I've tried to remind everybody in my house about that, that it doesn't make any difference in hockey what your speed is. First of all, it's garbage that the division winners get one, two, and three automatically. Mm -hmm. That's a joke. And uh, And then home ice. Has never really mattered in in hockey the last fifteen years or so. It used to way back in the day when they took trains to games and and uh, I don't. It just doesn't seem to matter anymore. And it's been like this for years, coach. It really has. It's not like this is the first year where home ice is not really that big of a deal. It's, it's been like we've talked about this on the show many years. Coach. Yep. So uh, so regular season hockey for now on Chicago Blackhawks just. Your whole time they should be preparing for uh, middle of May. That's the only mm-hmm. thing they should be focused on. Mm-hmm. Right, it's going to be good. They definitely the intensity heats up tonight. We got some hockey fans out there. We'll talk the NHL playoffs. We'll talk a couple of other other uh, 
City's involved in some pretty good series as well. 888-463-6748. Don't bother emailing us. So, well, you can email us. We just can't answer immediately because, once again, technology shot down here. But uh, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. M-I-C and the number two. Mike, two guys. AOL.com. Uh, you saw Montreal knock off um, Philadelphia. I was going to say Philadelphia and Boston are playing the other series. Montreal knocked off Pittsburgh. They force a game seven, big dog. That's been a great series. The Canadians, the eighth seed. And then uh, Boston had gone up 3-0 on the Philadelphia Flyers. It looked like they were going to go all Orlando magic on us. But no, the Philadelphia Flyers have bounced back and won a couple of games, uh, both these NHL playoff series that might go down to the wire. Very good drama playing out in the final series here. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad that Philadelphia won a couple of games. First, to, to give Boston a little bit extra work in case the Hawks have to face them in, in two series from now. Yep. And it really wasn't Orlando, uh, Atlanta type example because Boston kept winning close games. You know, all of a sudden they're up 3 nothing, and they hadn't, you know what I mean? I think yep. the goal differential in three games was four. You know, so it, it was kind of cool that Philadelphia didn't get wiped out. And then the Montreal-Pittsburgh series has Ooh. been absolutely scintillating, Coach. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about uh, Game 2, how phenomenal that was last week. It, it, the, the games continue that way. And, you know, we all of us who are sports fans realize how much fun uh, the playoffs are for hockey and how much more intense the games are, especially Game 7, which we're going to get in that series. But I, I have to admit, Coach, I don't know if you feel this way, but I know I do. Now that the, that the Hawks are in it, even the, even the series that don't involve the Hawks, seems just so much more intense. I remember like four years ago watching a hockey playoff and be like, hey, it's, it's fun to watch playoff hockey. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. I missed it. But like now that the Hawks are actually good and have a chance at the Cup, watching that Montreal-Pittsburgh game last night, I was on the edge of my seat. So it, it's fun. To, uh, the Blackhawks have brought hockey back to the city of Chicago. And I, I have my friends text message me, can you believe this game? They wouldn't have text messaged me four years ago. They wouldn't even have cared about it. Mm-hmm. So it's – they. That's why I think the NHL is so happy that Chicago's interested in hockey again. Yeah, I would agree. It, it does. At least I, I can't speak for everybody, but for myself, you're absolutely right. The last two years, being in the playoffs, it makes not only the Hawk games, but the other playoff series, you're mm-hmm. more um, you're more caught up into it. You're more immersed into it. And, and But I will admit, last year during the Detroit-Pittsburgh uh, mm-hmm. finals, I found it very difficult to watch the finals, and typically I would never have missed the finals previously but that's yeah. why uh yeah that's what i'm hoping the Hawks can just keep on pulling it out so i can watch every single hockey game with some type of rooting interest in it what i you know, tend but, to do is sometimes like the first couple of games of a series you know let, let's say when the bulls got eliminated now okay so i lost a little of nba interest you know and now a new series is starting really struggle to watch game one or game two even game three sometimes of another series but then you read about it and as the storylines start to progress, as the drama starts to build, you know, call me a Johnny come lately, call me a bandwagon jumper. But about game four of the series, I will start watching. And uh, often you can still catch three or more, four more games as it goes to game seven. Yeah, I'm not going to call you a Johnny come lately, Coach. You have a life, okay? Yep. You've got children, okay? You, you, you actually are trying to do something with your life. <laughs> yeah, you know, how much time do we have as adults to watch every single game now you know if you're 16 17 years old mm-hmm. and you love sports hell, you, you watch one through seven of every single series basketball hockey and you're also catching up on, on baseball in between and you and you know everything that happened in the nfl draft but you know when you're an adult even if you're doing a sports show it's hard to keep up with everything so you have to pick and choose you know what you want to see and 
And to be quite honest with you, I'm not missing any hockey games that, that are on television during the playoffs. And you're right, when it comes to basketball, I w- like right when I started watching Orlando, Atlanta, I turned it on the game and it was 87 to 44. I wasn't about to stick around to find out if, uh, if Atlanta was going to make it a close game or a close series at that particular point. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll wait to watch. Orlando in the next round, Coach. Orlando has uh, officially eliminated yep. the Atlanta Hawks, the L.A. Lakers late last night, eliminating a very game uh, Utah Jazz team. So Bad the Lakers... matchup for Utah, Coach. Bad matchup. You think so? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this Utah was just overmatched in that series. They had yeah. it was the, the second best player on the court was Darren Williams. The first the best player was Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And then the next best eight players were all on the Lakers. Yeah, if they're going to have any chance against the Lakers, they needed uh, my guy right. Mehmet Okur. The man with 11 letters in his name and eight of them are balls. Yeah, just because they needed somebody that could stick with the stink of Paul Gasol. Yes. You got that guy out there. He smells <laughs> so freaking bad. He just creates spacing around him. You know what I mean? They yes. needed another smelly dude like, I'm not kidding. Yep. Gasol, just, he doesn't use deodorant. The man stinks. He okay. is the aptly named Paul Gasol. And you can almost uh, feel the smell emanating from the TV screen. Very talented player. But he does, uh, just admiring the man from afar, he looks like a man who might have a slight body odor problem. Yeah, one of the most skilled big men that I could ever think of, Coach, to be honest with you. And yes. I, I will admit, after watching him last year, he was a lot tougher than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. I, he just seemed, just because I guess he's European and he's six foot eleven and 107 pounds, mm-hmm. I just assumed he was kind of soft. But he, he is a little tougher yeah. than I thought he was. And his brother Mark, pretty good player for the uh, Memphis Grizzly, and his sister Gazelda. You should see Gazelda Powell play uh, six feet. He's the one eight, with the height. Huh? He's the one with the height. Six feet, eight inches tall, and uh, young Gazelda, a little bit of back hair and some uh, hair on the legs, but she can play too. Has a tremendous post move down low. You should try it sometime, Big Dog. Yeah, when the uh, one scout went up to her and said, hey, you got great length, she slapped him. <laughs> so she now, wanted anybody to talk back to her, Coach. If, if, if you were guarding hard. Gazelda, would you play uh, behind the post or would you front the post? Like I said, Coach, that'd be I would. The first thing I would do was not shower for about a week and try to match. Okay. All right. We get sidetracked once again as we do. Hey, before we leave the uh, hockey, by the way, yes. before we leave the hockey, now you might have some more comments on the Hawk in Vancouver. You've already picked the Hawks to win in game oh, six. Oh, I do have another comment on it, and it's pretty upsetting to me, to be quite honest with you. All right, but just before we forget, let us throw a quick shout-out to our local Chicago AHL team, the Chicago Wolves, have a Game yeah. 7 tonight against the Texas Stars at the All-State Arena. Big Dog, I'm scheduled to umpire tonight. And the way the weather is going, uh, if it if it has rained out, I might be a late arrival. I might be a last-minute uh, ticky-ticky. I might be at the All-State Arena for Game 7 tonight. If you care to join me, I'll have a seat next to me. Uh, I, I would absolutely love it. And if I actually had... Um... You know what? If you think about it, uh, the Hawks game won't be starting until about nine fifteen. That's tonight. exactly part of my reasoning. And I mean, it, for in, if I actually had a direct route home, I would actually do it because I wouldn't mind missing like the first period to see mm-hmm. a live game seven for the Wolves. I, I just don't have the the transportation uh, in order to do it, Coach. But I, I really wish I could do that. That would be absolutely phenomenal. And and plus, the simple fact they need they need fans out there. Those those they get twelve thousand a game regular season. They get about. Or 5,000 for the playoffs, so I would love to be out there tonight. It's all about the quality, not the quantity. I don't know how many fans will be there tonight, but I guarantee you there will be some diehards. That place will be rocking. Good luck 
to our Chicago Wolves out there. You had a uh, real quick comment on Hawks versus Vancouver game six, dog. No, well, well, Coach, let's take that break because it, it, it's beyond hockey. It is about what transpired in game five, but it's about karma and how it might bite somebody in the butt or maybe somewhere else. Folks, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, I'm upset about this. It, 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 it's about an injury that happened to uh, a Vancouver Canucks player. Oh, yes. So if you don't mind. A very painful injury. Very painful. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Big Dog will give us a swift kick in the groin and talk about an extremely painful injury. We're also going to get to some baseball, and that's pretty much like a swift kick in the groin as well, Big Dog. But uh, we have to talk Chicago baseball. Yeah. All right. Quick break. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. David Olson, our fine producer, back in about 48 seconds. Don't go anywhere. your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cohn and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com all right welcome back 48 seconds on the dot as promised by the way big dog during the break uh, joining our twitter family uh hopping on board please say hello to layaway linda and chuck and duck now new members of our uh, semi-dysfunctional Twitter family. Hey, what's up, Chuck and Duck? You, you sound like uh, the, the Bears offense back in the late <laughs> 90s under Dick Turan. Don't get snide about it. What, are you not going to say hi to Layaway, Linda? Uh, I don't have the money, Coach. Okay. <laughs> 888-463-6748. Phone lines are open, by the way, real quick. Off the sports page, David Olson, I don't know if you are personally vested or not, but uh, if you're a stock market guy. If you own a few stocks, yesterday a pretty damn good day, Big Dog. 404 points. Arrow pointed up the last week. There's been a lot of volatility. A brutal day back on Thursday or Friday. But uh, the old DJ up 400 points yesterday. you got to be feeling good about that. Oh, yeah. you got to, considering that one of our socialized banks was the one that messed up. I mean, oh, don't even get me started about that stuff, Coach. Mm-hmm. So, somebody else messing with our money, and then all of a sudden they – you know, I, I, I would fear that they, that supposed accident happened on purpose so that guy and his friends could have made a fortune because if he knows that that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, you keep, I, you I didn't want to get started with that. that. That could have happened, Coach. It could have easily happened. You keep telling me about that accident involving a couple of zeros. I haven't read about that. I don't, you might have dreamed that one up. I'm not sure that's... Uh, just to let you know, just to let you know, we'll have John Benson in on Thursday. His brother, Matt Benson, is a broker. He explained okay. it all to me. Okay, so... 
if you want to delve deeper into that, I'm sure John will probably know a little bit more than me, but probably not much more. I would love to break it down with a broker. I will enjoy doing that. When's he coming in? Thursday? On Thursday, yes. Is he broke? Well, he's not the broker. His brother's the broker. Okay. But they're close. They're they're very close brothers. So we'll break it down with Benson the broker. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Now, you had a comment uh, on the uh, hockey. You sounded like you were deeply chagrined of the most sensitive kind right before the break. Mm -hmm. Explain a por favor. People have to worry about about karma, Coach. I'll try to do this as quick as possible. One of my friends one day was like, oh, we need to do this, this, and this at Foot Locker. And I'm like, they're never going to do that for you. He's like, watch. And then he, like, goes into Foot Locker and starts speaking like a person with Down syndrome. Okay? Okay. So me and one of my friends, like, had to leave because it was I had to admit it was really funny. Next thing you know, he walked out with a bunch of free stuff, uh, stuff on half price, <laughs> and he, everything that he said he was going to do plus more. And he was like, that was awesome. You know, and then I was like, are you kidding me? Well, next thing you know, we, we, I have to admit we laughed the first time, Coach. It was pretty funny. I was like, hey, he got exactly what he wanted. It proved that if you make somebody uncomfortable, you can get what you want. Well, he didn't just do it that time, Coach. He would do it all day long. He would do it everywhere we went. And I legitimately, from the second time on, all of us, couldn't, we didn't like it anymore. We'd tell him to stop. Well, and I'm not saying, you know, the worst thing that can happen to have is a baby with Down syndrome because a lot of parents have to have to face that situation, and they do it, and they end up saying, I wouldn't change my kid in a million years. Yep. Well, he ended up having a baby with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. He never, all of a sudden, he quit doing that little jokester. It was funny, like, a week before the baby was born, he was still doing it. Do you understand what I'm getting at, Coach? Yeah. Karma is not good. Well, all of a sudden, Sammy Salvo gets hit in the cup with a with a hockey puck, and he gets a ruptured testicle. Sam DeSalvo. So oh, that's so funny. It's so funny. What, people really think it's funny to have a ruptured testicle? Coach, I'm one of those guys that when my opponent gets a, a, an ACL torn up, I feel for the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, even like in a Bears game, like their best player like can, can go down. Unless it was Brett Favre. Right? Well, if it was Brett Favre, I wouldn't feel that way. Okay, but if, if the Bears are playing Adrian Peterson and tore his ACL up, I would I would be like, oh, that's that's bad. You know, because a great player would be taken from the NFL. Yep. I, I, have, I have never piled on on injuries. And now I, I, it's just making me sick, all these YouTube videos and all this other stuff that mm-hmm. I, I will not watch. I have not watched any of them that have come out making fun of a guy with a ruptured testicle. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't hear me laughing on the uh, other side of the phone either. That's uh, obviously a painful injury we saw it during the game. And the guy, is uh, he's out for the entire playoff. Is that correct? Or? Oh, I, I don't know. I, he's a hockey player. He might have been back in the third period. Now, I, I'm not sure what the, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really not sure what they're going to do. I, I guess they amputate, and he's left with. You know, uh, left with one testicle. Wait, but... let's, let's, let's use a slightly different term than amputate. Removal, Removal? maybe. Amputation, that might be a bit extreme. Snip. <laughs> well, you remember you we had a, a famous football player here for the Chicago Bears, Virgil Livers, right? Who that lost, happened uh... to him, too. Huh? That happened to him, too. Oh, yeah. And people were making that. people were making jokes about that. But, you know, it's, I mean, I, you know, get your yucks if you want. Obviously, it's a very serious injury. Yeah, I just, I just watch out for karma, people. You make fun of somebody because yep. they got a ruptured testicle. You know, be careful because I know somebody that made fun of babies with Down syndrome, and mm-hmm. guess what? Oh, and by the way, that guy's in jail right now with, uh, with, um, and he's somebody's girlfriend. I promise you. Well, in so, the great words of the great prophet Testicles, be careful what you wish for because it might come back and get you. Yeah. Great story. Compelling and rich. Okay, so we can, we can move on now. But I'm, I am one of the few Blackhawks fans.
I, dude, I, ho- I wish you the best. Seriously, that is yes. that's jacked up. I would not want that to happen to anybody. Yeah. Now, if it happened Besides to that Brett Barr, the only guy, you know, if it happened to that Burroughs guy, I wouldn't feel quite as bad, quite frankly. You know, it's funny that you say that. I, I guess you're right. I probably wouldn't have come to the defense. I still wouldn't make fun of him, but I wouldn't tell yep. people to quit making fun of him. That guy's one of the more annoying, pretty good player, but one of the more annoying hockey players I've experienced in uh, recent years. What's his first name? Cotton, Colin or? Um, it's not Alex. I thought it was Sean Burroughs, to be honest with you, but that that wasn't it either. <laughs> All right, 888-463-6748. The phone number again, you can email us, Mike2Guys, AOL.com, Big Dog and a Coach at your service right up until... 11 o'clock, we do it each and every day here on the um, Two Guys in a Mic show. And let's talk some baseball real quick. Big Dawn, the Cubs and uh, well, the White Sox did not go down the defeat yesterday. They didn't play. One of the better days of the season for the Sox. They got a pretty good series, though, coming up. It's a mini-series, two-game series at Minnesota. Their rivals, the Twins, already have, what, an eight-game lead over the White Sox. So uh, kind of an interesting two-game mini-series for the Sox. Let's talk them first before yeah. we go to the Cubs and the rest of uh, MLB baseball. Yeah, I know it's just really, really an important series for the for the for the Cubs. I mean, for the White Sox, yep. they can't get swept. They get swept. They're down ten games, you know, in the middle of May, and that's that's awfully large numbers, especially you know when you got a couple teams in between you and the Twins. So, don't think sweet. Just try to get uh, game number one. And and I think with this off day, uh, Ozzy's going to skip Freddie Garcia and, and go to a four man rotation. But then again, that means. Gavin Floyd has to pitch, you know, on, on regular days. Rest. I don't know if they're going to do that, but mm-hmm. um, th- this is important for the White Sox coach. This is one of the bigger two games that you're going to see the White Sox play in May in a long time because of this abysmal start that they've mm-hmm. had. And they get to experience Minnesota's brand new outdoor stadium, which is some people thought might throw the Twins off a little bit. Maybe you know, outside the Metrodome, they're going to lose their home field advantage. That hasn't happened. The Twins have played outstanding. The White Sox, a young superstar, not superstar, their young star. Gordon Beckham having a big-time sophomore jinx. Joey's in a major slump. I would like to throw this out to you, Big Dog. You've been there and done that, and any of our listeners out there, too. 888-463-6748. Slump-busting techniques. What are some things that Gordon Beckham could do? Mental, physical, superstitious. Uh, you know What can Gordon Beckham do to get out of this funk? An extremely talented player who right now is swinging a miss on consistent basis. First of all, Coach, I don't believe it's superstition. But then again, I was the most superstitious guy ever. It was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was totally duplicitous when it came to that. But, yeah, whatever he's been doing, like, for breakfast-wise, change it up, go to drive the ballpark different way, just somehow mentally act like you're doing something different. And all he has to do at the plate is, how about this, Coach? It might sound really stupid and maybe way too simple. Because when I, when I was at the game, I was like, you know, he's going to strain it oblique from how hard he's swinging. He's trying yep. to make up for a whole month with one swing. Why doesn't he just relax, take a deep breath, and just try to hit a line drive back at the pitcher? That should mm-hmm. only be his only goal is to try to hit the pitcher with a line drive. And So, in other words, go back up the middle. Go back up yeah. the middle and just relax and try to get a base hit up the yep. middle. And you know what? He'll do that, and next thing you know, he'll hit the ball out of the ballpark because he was short and quick with his swing, mm-hmm. and he'll come back. Mm-hmm. The kid has the talent. And this Maybe. is the first time I've ever seen him overmatched mentally since he's been in Major League Baseball. It has been the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, some people are saying, you know, the switching of positions, he started out as a shortstop, they moved into third, now at the second. Eh, you could argue that both ways. But bottom line is when you're in the batter's box, the fact that you're playing second or third really doesn't affect the pitcher and or the batter in the batter's box. Of course, you could argue the mental standpoint uh in fact, it does. But relaxation techniques, I don't know, do we go so drastic as a, 
a yoga, a uh, little meditation, possibly a Pilates for a Gordon Beckham? You know what? I, whatever his whatever his workout regimen is, mm-hmm. shake it up. Totally do something totally different from whatever he was doing. Really, he needs everything needs to be shaken up around him just so he he feels things are different and not the same. And then he has to go back to what every single batter should always do: just be short and quick, get your foot down quicker. Mm-hmm. He legit, coach. He is swinging so gigantic. When I was at the ball game, I felt the. I mean, he struck out four times that yep. day. Guy, and he's it, he's just wound so tight right now. Mm-hmm. See, I think my remedy, I don't know who, you know, which comedian cracks him up, but I would find out what uh, floats his bubble, so to speak, as far as comedy. I would find out who's the guy that cracks him up. Get tapes of that guy, lock him up in a room, and just what he needs is just an all-out laugh. Just one of those great, you know, when you get in one of those laughters where you can't stop, deep from the gut where you're just sucking it up, and you're oh, it's almost so painful because you're laughing so hard. That, to me, is what Gordon Beckham needs. Do you know what would be really good for him right now? What would make him laugh and crack up is, uh, you know, being in the midst of an 0 for 3 day with three strikeouts and he comes up in the, you know, in, in the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs and runners at second or third to socks down a run mm-hmm. and then hit a pop fly in the short right field. And then he throws the bat down. He's like, I can't believe this has happened to me. And all of a sudden have the second baseman and the right fielder not communicate who should catch the ball and the ball land between both of them and both runners score. Yep. And then he can laugh and say, look at those two idiots. And the next thing you know, yeah. he's on a hot streak, Coach. Because yeah. he just got a hit in the game-winning hit that he shouldn't have shouldn't have had. And sometimes that a great needer, you need a break like that, a little blooper to fall in, and that can get your ignition started. Mm-hmm. Public speakers will tell you, and I don't know, David Olson, if you've ever heard this as a radio producer, but they will tell you one of the ways to relax is picture your audience. If you're up on set, picture your audience wearing no clothes. You heard that before? Yeah, I've heard that one, Coach. Right? So maybe, and I don't know, this could, you know, this might not work when you're thinking about baseball. You got Daisuke Matt Suzuki on the pitching mound and uh, Johnny Damon out in the outfield. But maybe uh, Gordon Beckham should come up to the plate and picture the eight position players and the pitcher with no clothes on. Maybe that'll help him relax. You see, if that happens, no! I, I would start laughing because I would picture uh, Tim Robbins from Bull Durham. <laughs> Could you do what I'm talking about? When he, when, uh, when he was wearing the garter belt underneath his yeah. uh, underneath his baseball. Yeah. Um, well, they actually showed a scene of him, what he pictured himself looking like while he was pitching at just the garter belt. Uh-huh. See? If it works for him, it could work for Gordy Beckham. Yes, David. I'm... And I'm saying this as a Sox fan, but at U.S. Cellular Field, the last thing you want to do is picture anybody naked there. Are you talking about the fans or the players? Both. <laughs> so, now, Dave, Dave, I, I, I'm going to tell you this, and I, I really mean this. I do find the women at Sox games much more attractive than the women at Cub games. Oh, sure, because it's, it's, it's the trashy South Side girls. Yeah, but, but not at this time of year because now it's like the true – Diehard White Sox fans are there, and the true diehard White Sox fans coach, they got in a fight with the ugly bat. But, like, when the bandwagon White Sox fans come out in the middle of the summer, mm-hmm. those girls are freaking smoking hot. They, I mean, really, with those girls, they like, hey, let's go to Mother Riley's after the game. Oh, those yeah. girls are gorgeous, David. Yeah, no, you're, you're, right. you're right. You're exactly right. See? Out there, those, out, out the outfield deck around July, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's nice. Oh, oh, so so it's, everybody you, talks about Wrigley Field. Those people, have, they need to experience U.S. Cellular Field on a – on a on one of those uh, Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday getaway days where those girls come in from college, 
Oh, my goodness. It, it blows Wrigley Field. It's just as good as Wrigley Field. I, personally, I think it blows it away because I actually watched the game at Wrigley Field. But and at, at White Sox right, Park, pardon the expression, but you got a lot more wiggle room than you do at Wrigley Field. Well, I, I did know, David, you're right, because the game that I went to the other day, the true diehard White Sox fans are going to games in late April, early May, when, when it was 50 degrees out that day. Mm-hmm. Those girls, they were either bundled up or they were packing a little too much, if you know what I mean. <laughs> See, folks, that's the kind of insight you get on two guys in a mic. You won't get this on ESPN 1, 2, 3, or 4. Luckily. You, you won't get this on your favorite uh, Fox Sports channel. This is the kind of insight you can only get on the two guys in a mic show. You can't just judge the female fans by the team they follow, but more importantly, it's the time of year. It's the particular time of season. you got to break it down a little bit further. Outstanding insight, Big Dog, if I say so myself. Well, uh, well, uh, luckily we were had David uh, Olson here, the, one of the true White Sox fans who actually goes to the games to yes. confirm it for me. Yes. And remember, as our uh, studio doctor, Dr. Arnold Schwarzenegger said, abstinence should only be practiced in moderation. <laughs> Thank you very much. 888-463-6748, talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic. We've delayed long enough, Big Dog. Let's uh, bring up yesterday's game, another Cub defeat. Florida four, Cubs two. Ted Lilly actually pitched a pretty good game in the super rookie sensation Starla Metro. Castro. Mastro. Castro. Astro. Had a, um, how do we gently put this, a rough opening day in front of his home fans. Oh, you're going to call it rough? I, I would say horrific is uh, is another example. I like it. I like it rough. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, definitely, hopefully, a learning experience day. It was so bad, and he did so many things wrong, Coach. Hopefully, yep. it's one of those things that he'll never do any of that stuff again. And first and foremost, did you see the play where Hanley Ramirez went from first to yep. second on the air? Did you yep. see that? Yeah. Don't ever not hustle on a baseball field. I don't care if it's September 30th and your team is, has already lost 100 ball games. You get You get paid to play a game. If you make an error or if you mess up, don't compound it by being lazy yeah. and walking or jogging after Kids, the ball. You, you know what? Your butt and get after it. Ninety-eight percent of the time, I'd blame the major leaguer. I'm going to give my guy Starling Castro a break. Twenty years old, his first game in front of the home fans, three errors, his head was down. Obviously, it's a mistake, but uh, in this particular rare instance, I'm going to give a pro athlete a little bit of a cushion. Well, I, I'm not about to bury the kid. You you do you, you do realize this. Yep. That's what I'm saying is I hope it, if it never happens again, I'm not going to sit there and say the kid didn't hustle. I, you know, right. that's let's I'm definitely going to give the kid a break. He's got a pretty long leash because right now I really don't think the Cubs are going to be able to fight for a wild card position. So the kid's got a pretty long leash. And to be honest with you, if there's other players in the Cubs minor league system that they might want to take a look at, mm-hmm. bring them up. I'm all for it. Well, let, let, let them learn the hard way, Coach. I, there's so many teams that ended up having – Great young players for a long time, like like the Braves uh, and the Twins, that made these kids learn at the major league level. So yeah, all right. Well, Marlins knock off the Cubs four to two. Ronnie Paulina with the big two run homer. Ted Lilly actually had a no hitter through six innings. So the Cubs starting pitching for the most part has been pretty solid. They just cannot get the W's. And again, rough day for Starlin Castro. By the way. Yesterday, we were trying to figure out who Starlin Castro looked like. You were nice with me, Dave, as I completely messed up. I called him the African-American Donny Osmond. Well, he's not African-American. He's Latino. So you could have, you know, once Dave gets to know me better, he can criticize me on air. Feel free to do that anytime you want, but he would be the Latino Donny Osmond. I've tried to figure out who he looked like, Big Dog. Isn't, is, does he remind you of anybody in uh, sports and or Hollywood? 
Well, you know, it's if I don't want to say this to really upset Cubs fans, but for the White Sox fans out there, it definitely makes you laugh. He kind of reminds me of Ronnie Cedeno with an afro. It's a good call. So that's a good call. By the way, I, mean, the, I don't know if you saw the Chicago Tribune or not, but uh, kind of the unique. What would you call it? The not mini afro, but like middle range afro. Is that what he's got going? Yeah, I would say that. It's, it's okay. about an inch from his head, off his head. Yeah, they took uh, various Chicago athletes and announcers and owners, et cetera, and put that hairdo superimposed on their face. It was pretty good. Ron Santo. They oh, had Lou, Lou Piniella with the Starlin Castro uh, uh, middle-range afro. It was a pretty funny look. I, I think Ron Santo would give up a Cubs World Series win for that hair, <laughs> to be honest with you. By the way, Ronnie Santo, based on the picture I saw in the paper, he's gone from double chin He's like, what would you say, Dave? We looked at that. He might be quadruple chin. Well, he might get down to the one chin, which is even worse. You know, because you go in layers, and all of a sudden it's just one. So it's a strange transition, Coach. Yes, it's almost, you go 360, you're right, from the sharp jawed chin, and then you get one double, triple, and you're right, you come full circle, and it becomes just one conglomeration. Yeah, next thing you know, it goes nipple, chin. <laughs> Oh, it's a good look. It's a good look. <laughs> Anything we could do to stop actually discussing the baseball on the field, I think, is a good thing right now, Big Doug. Well, okay, well, if you want to get technical about the Cubs, you know, a lot of people can rip, and I know Bob Brenly was disgusted with uh, with uh, Uncle Lou when he didn't take out Dempster the other day. Yep. And did he have Ted Lilly in the game for, you know, for too long? You know, we've always marveled at how good Mike Socio was, Coach. And there's been there's been other oh Joe Torrey, oh he's just he always knows what to do with the pitching staff. When you've got relievers in the bullpen that you know can get people out, you can you can take a pitcher out if you're questioning whether or not he's getting tired or not. He's going to leave a ball in the middle of the plate. Uncle Lou doesn't have that option right now. He's like, should I re- leave a tired Ryan Dempster in the game? Should I leave a tired Ted Lilly in the game, or should I bring in James Russell? Or Justin Berg, you know. I mean, what are the options? You know, we Mike Social was the best manager in baseball for eight years because he had Brendan Donnelly, he had uh, Scotty Shields, he had uh, K. Rod Wall. He doesn't have those guys anymore. And guess what? All of a sudden, Mike Social looks like uh, a fool this year because every time he makes a pitching change, they get hammered. Well, that's exactly where the Cubs are right now. So, like, I, I keep on hearing, "Oh, why did he leave him in? Why did he leave him in?" Who's he going to bring in? What's his next option in the bullpen? Mm-hmm. So it, it just goes to show you, Lou Pinello looks like an, an idiot when it comes to making pitching moves this year, and it's all because their bullpen is atrocious, Coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, what other word could you have how bad it is? Because I don't care if you get somebody out when they're, when they're up 14 to 2, like they were the other day. Oh, the bullpen looked great that day. You know, when it's when it's a three-two game, a two-to-one game, and you can't get anybody out, that hurts. Those, those are wins and losses. There, those aren't mm-hmm. like statistics anymore. Yeah, the same could be said pretty much on the south side for Isaac Gee, and he's having those same difficulties. I think the only argument, and uh, I don't criticize Lou Pinella for it. I thought it was a fifty-fifty call, but uh, what Bob Brenly, the uh, ex-manager, now the Cub announcer, was saying, it wasn't James Russell, it wasn't Justin Berg, it wasn't Rocky Calavito in the bullpen. It was Sean Marshall. And Sean Marshall is a lefty, and he's pitched very, very well. So I think that, in defense of announcer Bob Friendly, that's where he was criticizing Uncle Lou, is you had the lefty-lefty matchup going. Tough call. I'm not going to, but I think that was the reasoning behind uh, Bob Friendly's thought processes. We lose the big dog. We might have lost him. Going! Going! I didn't think it was that dramatic.
You know, I brought up Bob Brunley on a barely big dog cutoff. 888-463-6748, the phone number. We'll get the dog back on. Our phone lines are open. You want to comment on baseball? Get back to the NBA or the NHL. We are right here for you. A couple other little nuggets we want to get to also. Big dog, what happened? We lost you. Yeah, I'm sorry, Coach. I I went through a tunnel in my house. A tunnel in your house? Yeah. Did you go through the tunnel with Manuel, with Mahmoud, or with uh, who's the Asian roommate? Uh, Russell. Or with Russell. Yeah, actually, I'm in the house by myself now, so that that was the problem. I'm prancing around the house like uh, like Tom Cruise from Risky Business. If you're going to go through it... If you're going to go through a tunnel in the house, you might as well have somebody with you. That's no fun going alone. Well, that, that's a good point. It depends on how you're actually taking it literally or figuratively. Yeah, I'll take a little of both. Thank you very much. Uh, other games played in baseball yesterday. Real quick, MLB recap. Detroit uh, knocked off the Yankees 5-4. to four. Jose Valverde did something very rare, Big Doug. Actually okay. came in and struck out the side in the ninth inning. You know, you don't see a closer come in anymore. And just mow them down one, two, three, nice and easy. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Even Carlos Marmol of the Cubs, he'll strike out the side, but first he'll walk two batters and give up a base hit and load the bases. That, that's exactly what I was saying. Carlos Marmol has struck out the side, but also allowing three base runners. Yeah. Jose Valverde has been known to do that too. When he was with uh, when he was with the Diamondbacks, he used to do that all the time with the Cubs. I can remember three or four different times where he did that, where the bases were loaded. You're like, oh, we're finally going to get this guy, and then one, two, but, three, and everybody strikes out. But my point is, I think almost every closer, there, there's very few closers now. You used to see it, you know, Trevor Hoffman in his heyday, and I remember the Cubs had one, and Bruce Suter, and, you know, there were many great closers, but you don't see many guys come in now and just, uh, you know, strike out, strike out, ground out, thank you very much, shake hands, let's go home. No, it's only Mariano Rivera, coach. The guy, his whip is below one every year. He, he's never in trouble. I mean, he's the only one in, in baseball that consistently makes it a non-nail-biter save, really. Everybody else that's in the game, they, it seems like they make it tenuous. He's got the second-best whiff in sports, by the way. Paul Gasol's first. <laughs> what is whiff, by the way? I keep hearing that stat. Help me out. Walks and hits per innings pitch. W-H-I-P. Oh, so not whiff. It's whip. It's whip. Thank you. So, yeah. I if you have watching. a whip below one, you are incredible. If you have a whip below one point two, you're good. If it's like above one point four, you're bad. Mm-hmm. And if you pitch for the Anaheim Angels right now, it's above two, which is absolutely unheard of if you're a reliever. So, just got a email in from your favorite listener, Cinemax Cindy. She wants to know what's your whip, Joel. Uh, it, it, it's hard to explain, Coach, because. I think mine is above three right now. It's not very good. All right. Anyhow, thank you to Jose Valverde. By the way, Johnny Damon got a home run um, to beat his ex-team, the New York Yankees. So that was nice for uh, Detroit. Boston beat Toronto 7-6. to six. The Red Sox trying to fight back. Big dog there. 17-16 and 16 on the year. But, boy, they got a long way to climb back because they got three great teams ahead of them. Yeah, Baltimore doesn't really have any type of chance now, do they? No, no, it was Boston. Oh, Boston. Boston, Boston. knocked well, off Toronto. Well, yeah, they can actually, you know, they, they don't play as that many games with the Yankees. I think they only have 12 more games with them, but that, they do play the Tampa Bay Rays 18 more times. Mm-hmm. So they can definitely make some hay on that particular uh, race. And it's going to be awful funny because the Yankee fans are going to be rooting for the Red Sox in those particular games. Yeah, that's always an uncomfortable experience. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it hasn't happened too often, but there have been years that uh, we've had a root for the Cardinals as mm-hmm. Cubs fans. It doesn't happen very often, but... You know, when the Cubs have been in the wild card race, we've had to do that. But 
All right, over in the National League, a real quick good pitching duel, Bronson Arroyo. He's had a heck of a season so far. Uh, not so it was kind of average last year. The year before he was brilliant, but he's been brilliant so far this year. They beat Pittsburgh two to one, big win for the Reds and Bronson Arroyo. Loved him in How the West Was Won, loved him in Bonanza, and now he's a heck of a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, he you know he's been up and down, and he's been doing all right. That team has a lot of really good young players, and they have a lot of like fast guys that can catch the ball. It's whether or not their young pitching can uh, can shake up because. Aaron Harang is supposed to be their number one. He's mm-hmm. gone. Harang. I mean, that that guy got like a $35 million deal. I don't think he's yeah. got anybody out since that particular time he signed the deal. <laughs> Hate when that happens. And as Cub fans, we know that all too well. Yes, we do. All too well. Riding into the sunset goes Bronson Arroyo. And actually, you know who's riding Bronson Arroyo? It's Calvin Burrell. Well, then he has a really good chance of winning. I was, I was just going to say, if anyone's going to ride you, Calvin Burrell is not a bad call because you're bound to finish the cross the finish line in first place. Yeah, I was uh, at my brother's house for Mother's Day, and mm-hmm. you know everybody's betting on the races computer wise, and Calvin Burrell won three races on on Mother's Day. I don't really? know what what stakes they were, or what particular mm-hmm. horse track they were at, because my brother was betting on ones from all over the country. Okay, you know what I mean, he, he put on the visor hat, and then I knew he was in trouble. <laughs> It's a but, good look. Uh, good look yeah, on way to celebrate Mother's Day. You put on the visor hat and you bet on the horses on your internet. Hey, happy birthday, Ma. Here he comes, spinning down to the stretch. Now, speaking from a strictly personal standpoint, because I've come very close to signing up for the, you know, I'm a horse racing guy. Yeah. And I try to stay away from the gambling venue, but there's been a few slow times at work, Big Dog, when I've almost gone. Youbet.com or one of those other racing venues. Is that what your brother was watching and would you recommend it? Um, First of all, as a person that has somehow been able to get away from their gambling addiction, yes, I would say stay away from all that stuff, okay? But uh, legitimately, the first bet that I've made in two years since I won on Big Brown, and the night I won on Big Brown, a bunch of really bad stuff happened to me. So I was, I was not going to bet again, and then next thing I know, I bet on the Kentucky Derby, and I bet on Homeboy Chris. And that horse finished in last place. So I've learned I'm not betting anymore, Coach. <laughs> so I, like, I don't want to be the killjoy here. If right. you don't have a gambling gambling problem, uh-huh. that stuff looks like it's pretty fun. But, but is like, that is that like what me, your brother I, was doing, like the Internet, one of those Internet racing sites? And he's got the free television. So basically, he, we just watch it on his television. He's got the wow. Internet up, and it goes from track to track to track. Right. And, they, and they have set up all the tracks around America mm-hmm. where there's a race every five minutes. So do you understand? What so after the two minutes is done, you have yep. three minutes to get your bet in for the next post. Yeah, that so could you get. Legitimately, uh, can bet on like fifty-five horse races in one afternoon, and it's every five minutes that they're coming on. That could get extremely addictive. I think I better not sign up for it. Well, my brother—I don't know how he does it. He always wins money. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's unbelievable that yeah. kid always wins money. Is he bets the exactas? They come in. He bet the superfectas. They come in. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's freaking unreal. I've known a few people, uh, at least for a temporary brief moment in time, who actually, for their quote-unquote job, they actually made money going to the racetrack, studying the horses, studying the jockeys, the trainers, whatever inside info they could get. And, again, I don't think it can last long-term, but for a couple of years, that was their that was their source of income. C- Coach, it was only for a couple of years, right? And then all of a sudden it stops, right? Yes, well, don't let those people lie to you and fool you, okay? Here's what it was. 
they were paying the right stable guy. They were paying the right uh, manager or, or of the area of the of the stables. They were paying the right guys to give them the inside information on the horses. These people, oh yeah, I go out there and I, I study <laughs> the horses. I watch their gait and. Oh, and all of a sudden you lost it? All of a sudden, no, the guy that you were paying went to a different track, okay? And you'd have to move your whole house and family to, like, Santa Anita in California. In order. <laughs> Don't let those people lie to you. They were paying the right people to give them inside information. Uh-huh. Seriously. That, and you know what? It's true because I know somebody that uh, that does it, and he will not tell me who the who the particular trainer was or anything. And this guy does it, and he goes out to uh, Hawthorne or whatever, what, what, the one that's right off of I-55 and, like, um, is that and, May, uh, Maywood Park, Hawthorne? Maywood. Okay. And uh, seriously, and like legitimately, the guy only bets on like three races a, a day, and he will win two out of three, three out of three every single time he doesn't have a job. He's like 55 years old. And my brother's like, every once in a while I'll go there and he will give me a tip, but it's like he won't give my brother the tip until like a minute before posting because <laughs> he doesn't want like the, the odds of the horse to go uh-huh. crazy. Now, you're not saying it's fixed, but he's just getting like an inside... Oh yeah, he's good. he'll let you know what horse is about to take the number two, and all of a sudden have a lot of energy. Yes, yes. Well, that's your that's your long-standing theory, which I uh, also abide by. The number two theory: bet mm-hmm. on the horse that has most recently gone number two. Yes, yeah, so that trust me, you have a lot of energy, coach. <laughs> They're running free as the wind, huh? <laughs> oh goodness! By the way, the Preakness this Saturday. It's a little early to get excited for it, but the Super Saver will be going for a second victory. Lucky or looking at lucky. Uh, the favorite from the Kentucky Derby is re-entered. Icebox is not going to be in. Icebox, the horse that finished in second place as the week goes on. We'll talk a little preakness here. But uh, just to finish out the MLB recap, uh, big dog over in the National League, the Washington Nationals. One of the surprises in baseball, they beat the Mets yesterday 3-2. to two, And uh, Pudge Rodriguez opens up the Fountain of Youth, at least for one day, gets four hits. And Luis Alatano? I believe his name, a rookie pitcher, pitching very well. I know he shut down the Cubs a couple of weeks ago, but he got the win in a nice victory over the New York Mets. Yeah, the, the, the Nationals, who are basically the same organization as the Expos, have continued their trend of really doing a good job of finding young talent. Now, signing Adam Dunn was a, a, was a bad move, but uh, they, they've actually done it. They've got a really nice young team there, and Avon Rodriguez, Found the fountain of youth at the beginning of the year, coach. He's hitting like 380 wow. right now. I mean, he's had just an unbelievable season. I don't think he's yet to hit a home run, but you know he's going to give you good defense. And if he's hitting 380 as a catcher, who cares if you're hitting home runs? Because you, you, you know that uh, he can still mm-hmm. catch the ball back. All right, so the Nationals move up. I think their record now 17 and 14. Atlanta knocked off Milwaukee yesterday, 8 to 2. Martin Prado. Not sure who Martin Prado is, but Martin Prado hit a grand slam and. The Atlanta Braves, about three, four games below 500. Big Doug, they're one of those teams. Bobby Cox in his final year. I would not count the Bravos out just yet. Your thought? Uh, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. That team is way too young. And I, I do know Bobby Cox has the, the ability to get a lot out of a ball club. But in that division, they're not winning the division because the the, the Phillies are uh, the Phillies are going to run away with that division. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be able to win the wild card. So if they finish above 500 this year, it'll be a nice, you know, uh, adios to, to Bobby Cox. This seems way too young. Well, not an adios. Our rumor mill here at the um, talk zone, and our rumor mill, by the way, definitely needs to be uh, fixed up a little bit. We might need a repairman for our rumor mill, but the rumor is that Bobby Cox is going to take the Florida State Seminole College football coaching job, and Bobby Bowden, who was pushed out, will be the next manager of the Atlanta Braves. 
Jones. It's again, it's just a rumor. I, I, I would love to see uh, Bobby Bowden walk out there giving out the lineup card, you know, putting the hands on the hips, yeah. trying to, you know, work the umpire before the game. It, it'd be good, Coach. <laughs> it'd be awful nice. Yeah, we got pitch like it for that number 12. What's his name, Bobby? I don't know, but that number 12, he can't hit the ball. we got to get somebody in for him. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Big Dog, the hour has flown by again. Uh, just revisiting your prediction tonight. You are fairly confident as we bid adieu to our two guys in a mic fans at the Blackhawk. We'll wrap it up when we talk tomorrow. We'll be uh, analyzing the Hawks and the San Jose Shark. Uh, we will be talking San Jose uh, and, and, the, and the Blackhawks tomorrow. Okay. I feel very, very good about it. Beautiful. Especially if they score early, they score first. Roberto Luongo, well, they'll start putting the noose around yeah. his neck. It'll be over. I'm going to hold you to that. Just if don't I, hold me for, for real, and I'll be happy. If, if I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? At full speed, Coach. That's what I was afraid of. All right, got to wrap it up. David Olson, our producer, with a disgusted look. It is time to uh, say goodbye. We'll do it again tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Thank you to David Olson, our producer, all the assistant producers out there. Big dog, great job. Thanks for listening, everybody. We much appreciate it. 10 o'clock tomorrow. Don't be late. Have an outstanding day.